What's up, everybody? Today is Friday, November 19th, 2021. This is A Talk in the Attic, which of course means I'm your host, Kirk Ross. I got a special thing for you today. I'm going to play for you an excerpt from a conversation that I had just last week with the great Christopher Talon of the Creative Ops Podcast. This is only the final 20, 22 minutes of the interview. Uh, It's a really good standalone interview. I think uh, this is one of the first times you're going to hear me, your host, being interviewed. And Chris and I dive in a little bit into the the process of writing a talk in the attic and some of the lessons that I've learned. And hopefully you can hear what we're talking about and apply it to your own life. I'm sure there's a way for you to do that. Uh, I have some good episodes coming up. Some of you already know that our little beloved pug Nunzio escaped on Monday. He was gone for 22 hours before we found him. Uh, we did find him. He was reported having been picked up by a nice family two miles away. And I should tell you, for those of you that know Grand Rapids, Nunzi was two miles north of us, which means he had to cross Michigan Street as well as Leonard Street, two of the busier roadways here in GR. Somehow he did it. He, When we picked him up, he seemed like he had just a regular fine day. Meanwhile, we had a very stressful 22 hours, but he's back. He's good to go. My next episode that you'll hear coming out Tuesday is going to be all about Nunzio's big day. It should be a fun one. Enjoy this episode. And if you like what you hear, which I think you will, make sure you go and check the show notes where you'll find a link to the entire episode. Support Chris Talon. Listen to his show when you can. He's a cool guy. I'm glad we hooked up. Let's start this thing. Peace out, everybody. Yeah, the big question, I guess the storyline, the, the instruction I have for you is pick an, pick something. You don't spend a bunch of time pretending like you're researching which program to get or which platform to use if you want to be a podcaster or what have you. That's just a bunch of dis- excuses in the way. Yeah. Pick one. They're all the fucking same. I use Buzzsprout. It's dope. Anchor is fine for people. Uh, everyone I've ever used, I use Podbean and one of my ones I produce for somebody else and that one's fine. Yeah. You know? So don't spend This will be distributed like- via Podbean. Podbean, give me some money. Podbean. Don't spend any time on that. That doesn't matter. You can switch anyway. It's, you don't have <laughs> long-term contracts. Yep. You can Get switch moving. all your stuff with a click of a button. Same way you can switch uh, website providers. Exactly. Domain hosts. Don't get caught up in the details. Get started and go. That's what I'm telling you. Take do the it. leap. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job and shit. Don't have to do... But carve out some time on a schedule and do your creative passion and get down to the, the essence of the creativity and don't get focused on the output. Don't get focused on the way you're going to achieve it. It's just like, you just got to go, you know, it's pretty, that's all I can say. You're never going to get as bad. You're never going to get better at something as, as quickly as when you're just doing it all the time or as much as you can. Yeah. And then really looking at it analytically and finding like looking yourself in the mirror and saying, well, that didn't work or, you know, I could get better there, mm-hmm. but don't get discouraged. You suck. You're going to suck at it. You're just starting it. You know what I'm saying? Like people get a skirt. People start golfing for the first time. Oh, I fucking suck at golf. Yeah. Like, well, no kidding. A I rookie, suck at golf. I've been doing it for 25 years. A rookie pitcher is going to have a bad pitch and dude's going to eat it and put it in the second to last row. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then eventually that guy's going to get in the Hall of Fame, but he's going to eat it when he first tries it. Yeah. He won't throw that pitch to that guy again, I bet. Yeah. You know, if he learns, it's like just learn about it and have fun and do it. Be yourself. Be authentic. 
don't worry about what other people think. All the things that you already know, because you've been hearing about it your whole life. It just, it is true though. It is true. It is true. It's the reason people keep saying it. And once you do it, it is freeing. Yeah. Don't find, and if you find yourself in a situation that you don't like and you can safely get out of it, get the fuck out of it. You'll find a way to make it happen. Like you get line something up. Don't be an idiot, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, but if your job, if you're feeling miserable, Kurt told to, me that it's better to be homeless. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're feeling miserable on your way to work or like on Sunday night, because you have to go to work the next day, then maybe you should not be doing that for work. Yeah. And that's not to say you don't have to eat shit sometimes to get, to make ends meet. I get all that, but yeah, there are opportunities for everyone to do something that they would enjoy doing. And that might be, even if it's not changing professions, get a hobby instead of watching quite so much television. Right. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be productive. It's, you'll feel more confident. I, I grew not my that confidence. I don't waste time watching YouTube videos and all that shit and get mad at myself that I could have written more or done more, but right. Still That's doing f- stuff. It's a form of, yeah, we watch too much TV probably too. We listen to music all the time. I don't have enough silence. Probably if I, if I had to insert one thing into my life, that would probably be most beneficial to me. It would probably be silence. Interesting. Cause I'm talking all the fucking time. And when I'm not, I'm like thinking all the time at the same cadence. You ever listen to those tones? They're just like the I've tones tried. to help you relax or to help you concentrate. The... Binaural beats. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried. Just makes me like think like, man, I should make these. How can I make these? What's there some sounds I could do for that? Yeah. It's just like never Start ending. Start on YouTube video. How do you make binaural sounds? <laughs> never ending, dude. So <laughs> hopefully you learn. Hopefully you were motivated, inspired by this. I'm just, a you know, go check out a talk in the attic, but keep listening to creative ops. This dude's come a long way, right? Yeah. Yeah, the last two, three episodes have actually been good. I'd say he's gotten steady. I've seen steady progress. <laughs> I haven't listened to all of them, but I've seen steady, steady progress. But yeah, it's just, it's fun, right? You're doing it too. Yeah. And then you're not you, as comfortable, you know, you were making better money before. I know you have a situation where you have kids, so like the daycare costs or whatever, but yeah, you could be in a better financial position right now and be a lot more miserable too. Yeah. So yeah, the money that I'm making now from writing stuff for people currently, <clears throat> it's not, uh, it's not exciting money, but it's money doing something that I actually feel really good. You know, you yeah. feel better when you get a a paycheck that only has two figures on it than in, when you get a paycheck for $1,000 and you're like, oh, you I didn't sell see anybody that I wanted to see. I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. Now I'm going to go take this one three-day weekend and get drunk. <laughs> exactly. So it ends up being, yeah. yeah, it actually ends up being like probably worse for you financially because you're like, <laughs> you're not as safe with your money because it doesn't mean as much. Yeah. You're unhappy or you're spending money to try to forget your unhappiness. Yeah. To guilt, to absolve your guilt or whatever. Yeah. It's the same break even level. Yeah. Happier with less money. And then also, if you're going to start being, an, uh, trying to put yourself into something creatively, don't get hot, caught up in the numbers. Like my episode, I've list, I've got almost 50,000 listens now between views and listens. Maybe a, little, maybe a little more, but that's not. That, I've got like 15. But on a per episode, listen, on a per episode, listen, the numbers don't look impressive whatsoever. I just have a lot of episodes. So when people get into it, I can pick up a lot of listens quickly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I didn't say that number to flex whatsoever. It's more of like, that's not a huge number. Joe Rogan's pulling a hundred thousand listens the first well, day. Yeah, basis is, you know, nobody can compare themselves. To- <laughs> but, but people do though. No, this is the problem though. People yeah. think they're going to start painting online and they're I, instantly going to have 20,000 followers. I, Don't I've worry seen about a lot of shit. people in the local podcast community do like anywhere from like three to a dozen shows and then just nah. Yeah, because they think it's going to come fast. Like, the, come fast. I've been specializing in that for 30 years. <laughs> but no, it's like, think it, people think it's going to come quickly. It's not. The people that you see that are making it big, even Justin Bieber, 
that kid was a badass singer when he was young already and working on it and he got famous because he's fucking awesome at it yeah and well and he got some help the- from usher raymond well, yeah why yeah <laughs> only yeah and be only because usher raymond bets on people that are going to be fucking valuable Who to is him usher raymond? <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying though like there's people that are anim- have animosity. If you're a person that that has animosity towards somebody else that's being creative and succeeding, you should reevaluate what's going on in your own body, in yeah. your own head, because it's impressive yeah. for anyone. Creative ventures. I've had people when I say I'm going to do this, and they're just like, I know. The first reaction is like, Ooh, you sure about that? You know? Yeah, it's like the, you. There's something for it's good for your soul to be out to be putting out creative stuff. It is. There's a reason why every culture in the world likes music. There's a reason why people that you don't see eye to eye with on any other thing but music, you can still connect with them on that level. That's you know, true. there's like there's something about it that you're not capturing in your regular day to day unless you're actively trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. And creativity doesn't have to be art based either. It can be maybe your creativity is keeping your your garden garden looking cool or whatever. You know, do something. Or yeah, can... I've talked to people on this show before about hobby farming and somebody else about starting their own business. Like yeah. they didn't franchise. There's nothing wrong with franchising, no. but they like made a plan from the ground up and did it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, creative. Exactly. And don't have an episode of your first podcast be about getting followers and stuff. Like just do your do your thing. And if you're good at it, it'll happen. And if you're not good at it, but you still enjoy it, it'll continue to be good enough for you. And if you suck at it, you'll probably eventually get the hint and you're, you probably aren't going to find joy in it anymore anyway. You <laughs> if, know? You, if you get to a point where you amass a decent number of episodes, probably the majority of the people aren't going to listen to the first any 10 percent of them anyway or, or more even yeah yeah and like unless you have a super specific kind of topic then like a true crime episodes we go back and listen to the old ones and shit just because we, we're out of murder we need more murder <laughs> like it's fucked up we fall asleep to murder every night like i'll wake up i'll be like i'll wake up and in, in this <laughs> and say does she like scream every time you get up to pee also no this australian <laughs> this australian guy that we listen to case file true crime it's such a good show he's a very fact-based reporter on true crime he doesn't talk about his emotions there's no commentary it's just like the story mm-hmm. which we appreciate because some of them are like disrespectful to the dead and like disrespectful to the even the, to the assailant you know it's like someone died here they're someone... not like making puns when people get murdered <laughs> exactly there's a lot it's of, like there's a lot of them somebody like dies literally face down in the gutter like they couldn't get their mind out of the gutter. exactly <laughs> exactly he was prone to this sort of thing yeah <laughs> so he this guy's good but like i'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll be like <laughs> The severed head of the child that was sitting in the suitcase next to the bed. And I'll be like, oh my God, I got to shut this shit off. <laughs> Haunting. So it's like, I don't sleep well. I don't understand why. I'm always anxious. Yeah. There's a lesson there too. It goes along with the same thing. It's like, if you're watching a bunch of negative shit and, and reading Facebook and it's always fighting and stuff, like you're good, that's going to carry, you're going to be that person now. Well, it's the same way with like the, the food that you eat is going to, in large part, determine how you feel and how you look. Same way with if people are just yes. like, you know, I won't, I won't name names, but one and or both of my parents watch a lot of television news. I think just one of them more than the other. And they're constantly pissed off about stuff. And I was like, find something else. The only difference between society back in 1970 when they're thinking back to the golden ages or whatever. Yeah. And now is that you only used to watch the news for like a half an hour. And it was on big stories because there was only a half an hour to get it all in. Yeah. Now yeah. you're sitting you around watch watching the news. everything figure out what happened in the world and then letterman came on or yeah. well carson whoever right yeah and i need to impose limits on my social media consumption because i use it for podcasts like i use it to get the message out on my show and all that so like are you easier to get a hold of on your phone or through your instagram 
that's tough. It depends on the situation. If I'm at, if I'm in work mode through my phone. Yeah. But if I'm like being lazy, you know, or at night or something, probably Facebook or Instagram. Just because I'm in there, do, I'm moderating some stuff and like I'm doing yeah. some. So I have man, one friend I, that I almost don't even call him anymore. I just like Instagram message him. I feel like, dude, <laughs> it's all, it's all just consumption, you know, like the, in a different way. At least it's like not as wasteful consumption is what yeah. I was talking about earlier. But like this consumption just gets old. You get mm-hmm. that Motanai feeling yeah. that we were talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and like I, I feel like I, there isn't a, I couldn't do enough podcasts to ever give back the amount that I've consumed. Cause I just, cause I've consumed my, my whole life. We all do. It's a part of life. Mm-hmm. And so 150 episodes sounds like a lot, but a thousand is going to sound like more. I'm never going to fucking stop. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. cause I, I feel like I want to, I want to do it. It's like almost an homage to the people that influence me, whether it's my friends or my coaches or people like Mark Rebier and Norm McDonald and Mark, Mitch Hedberg. I like, I owe it to them or something to try. Yeah, I guess. And yourself. Yeah, of course. Well, that's at the end of it. That's the root of it. It's like I'm more, Yeah, I'm feeling like myself again, you know, like I feel like a kid because I'm acting like a kid too. Yeah. Sometimes. You're living your truth. Like the thing I read about, you know, if you're a creative person and somebody asks you what you do, don't be like, oh, I'm accountant. Tell them what you like actually enjoy doing. And that I was like, you know, I'm going to try that. And I started saying, oh, I'm a writer. And I would tell people that. And different reactions from people all of a sudden i started feeling like oh maybe i actually am a writer and then people started going oh this is my friend he's a writer i was like dude i've got i've become a believer like to some extent i'm not well versed in or anything but i've become a believer in like uh in manifestation Mm -hmm. and not in some like cryptic mystical way where you like we're all holding hands at a certain time saying a mystical incantation yeah i don't even necessarily think it's like any sort of nothing against like witchcraft i'm not saying that there's nothing to that either but that's not what we're talking about yeah no I, yeah i think some people here manifesting and they think it's like conjuring or something yeah, yeah yeah. whereas i i believe it in like when you tell people that you're doing something this is part of what i was saying about accountability mm-hmm. when you tell people about it they start asking you about it they start telling yeah. other people and before you know it it's got to be real otherwise you just lied about it yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and so like that's I, I there's some projects that i'm working on now with uh with some people, some bigger name people that I'm trying to attract to my, to my production. And I've been telling people about it, yeah. you know, and not because, not because I I'm trying to trick the universe into making it happen or anything like that, but just because I know that, that the only way to make it happen is to put energy into it. Yeah. And one of the best ways to put energy into it is share it with other people. Uh-huh. So. Cause it's fun to be creative, but it's also fun to be like, Hey, do you like this? Yay. Of course. Of course. So I'm working, my next episode is that is coming out tomorrow. Is it, when is this released? Today? Yeah, I'm going to have to get this bad boy out So before dinner. So tomorrow you'll have to check out my podcast on, it's a, it's a fan group that, a fan group of Mark Rebier who created their own sub Facebook group during COVID that kind of honors the, the a Photoshopper that does a lot of shit for Mark, but he also just does his own edits and his photography and stuff like that. It's called, uh, Groff posting because the guy's name is Mark Groft, and it's a big community. It's about 650 members on Facebook. They it's very like positive and inclusive and all this. And they for the Mark Rebier show in Asheville, North Carolina, rented a house down there, and like 25 of them met for the first time. These people had never mm-hmm. met. It was just a Facebook group during a time when Facebook was like the most divisive place in the world. By the way, right, right, right. Where like people were giving up on it and shit. At, meanwhile, I was seeing this. They're having these, Senate hearings to figure out how the yeah election He's, may have been influenced all using these tools and, and by the way there are a bunch of nefarious things going on as through facebook intentionally 
But there's also, if you look for it and you make your community happen, you can create a positive place too. If you moderate it and like, well, if be you're a the passive th- user or like an intentional user, I'm here for this specifically. Or if you're like, I'm just here because everybody else is. What's that? Yeah, you can. But even for those people, you can find positive communities out there. If, yeah, but don't engage in the bullshit. Don't. I used to get mad when people would talk shit to me, but I would talk shit back to them. So like, <laughs> you know, like don't start fights on Facebook and then be mad when people are back at you. you know? So I like, just don't engage in that shit. Engage yeah. in the stuff that you want. Surround yourself in the stuff that you want to be. You suck, Kirk. Yeah. Okay. And so this is what, so as, as the Trump Biden election was heating up and all this QAnon shit and all the bullshit on all sides of it, like I hated going to Facebook except for the Mark Rebier fan group, which I now moderate and the, the Groff posting thing, which I met through Mark Rebier's group. And those were places that I, meanwhile, like as the, it was like juxtaposition, all this bullshit fighting with everyone. But then like, okay, you, I can saw like you can create what you want to. And the fact that that led to them all going, getting together, 25 of them at a house. And it's, it's a documentary kind of about that. They, they did some self interviews at that thing for me. So I like, I'm piecing it all together. Mm-hmm. So the, it's kind of a storyline about how f- social media can be a positive place. Um, if you, if you work at it and you are intentional about it, just like anything. Yeah. And it's kind of like a human interest story on that, but I got to prove, but this is the big news for me. I got official approval from Mark Rebier's team to use his music for the show. That's awesome. So that's, that's super cool. As long as I'm not like trying to sell it or anything, which I'm not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that see, that's the other thing I can tell these musicians like this that have a big following that I'm not, I'm not commercializing this really by not having ads and stuff. So they're more prone to let small time podcasts use their shit if you're if you're acting that way. Interesting, because you're not. I'm not trying to piggyback Mark. Yeah, but he he's his music is the backdrop of this whole f- movement that I'm talking about. So it wouldn't have made sense very much if I did, couldn't have used it. You know. Yeah. So and part of me sometimes used to take the better to ask for forgiveness than permission vibe, <laughs> and sometimes I still believe that on certain things. But someone that I'm so intimately like following and like interested in his success as Mark, I didn't want to like do that. Yeah. Cause it was that fucked up some opportunity to work with them in the future or something is like, so I asked and it took a couple weeks and they got back to me and said, go, it's a go. Sweet. So that's exciting. So check it out. Check that out. And then check out all the other ones too. It's called greetings from Asheville. <clears throat> Your, uh, interviews with biblical characters are good. The, <clears throat> keep talking. The bicycle day one. It's fantastic. I love that one. I mean, it's special to me too. I think just because it was the first one I heard and I was like, whoa, cool. Yeah. Set the butt high. My friend um, died right. I had a friend and a cousin die right after that one. Ooh. And like that, I kind of got to know about your cousin too. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I got in a rut. Like one, my friend overdosed and my cousin died of COVID of all things. He's oh. a healthy guy. And those happened kind of back to back. So the show shortly after bicycle day kind of went in like a rut a little bit because I personally was down there. Yeah. And I, I was still putting stuff out, but a lot of it was just kind of me like blubbering over my friend or <laughs> so, so I feel like I'm back to myself again. Well, it wasn't but, blubbering. It was paying tribute. It was, yeah, it was tribute, yeah. but it's still like, I, I just, I could look, looking back on that, I was like, it's not what I would re- want to represent as the show necessarily. Hmm. Although the show is what you see, what you, is what you get kind of thing. Yeah. There's no bullshit in it. So, um, so I appreciate that you like that episode, but yeah, there's, they're fun. Check them out. Lowercase letters, smaller shows, big case. And you're a better interviewer than I am too. I got to admit you've gotten good though. I feel like, right. I mean, it's like you have to practice that stuff. People. Yeah. Yeah. Never interviewed before. And now you have. So before the podcast, I've never had a conversation go longer than three minutes. So 
people generally just like avoid you at places. Well, like we were talking about, you can tell when you're talking and someone's just not engaged. It was like most of my life. <laughs> so you should start a podcast. <laughs> Your inability to lose a crowd is fascinating. Yeah. We're going to give you a podcast with 10,000 followers and see how long it takes you to get it to zero. How quickly can you get this bad boy doing grind, grinding, screeching halt? Yeah. Yeah. I've lost 97% of my listenership in just the first two weeks. <laughs> Brewster's Millions, remember that show? <laughs> yeah. Give him- he had to spend a million dollars, but what was the stipulations on that? He had to spend a million dollars a day, and if he didn't, he had to give it all back or something. He had to spend a million dollars, but he couldn't keep anything that he spent. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. It couldn't be investments and stuff. He had to buy like material things, too. Yeah. Richard Pryor's great. Great show. Great show. Okay. Chris... This is the third interaction we've had for our podcast mm-hmm. mutually, so I appreciate you giving me a spotlight. You've written about things about it. I appreciate that a lot. I think you're an awesome writer. I think you're funny as hell. Oh, thanks, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing, and we should check back every every year and see what's, see what's up. And of course, we're going to do a joint project, too. Yeah. Trophy Husbands. I think we should. I do, too. I think we should. It can be a semi-regular thing, you know? So- It doesn't have to be a every- this often or that often i kind of want to do this for a talk in the attic because i've been throwing it around but i want to go to those granville castles oh yeah and like dress up in like renaissance era of gear (laughs) and like interview like people that live there but like in in old english and stuff yeah because it's such ridiculous there's like a apartment complex between (laughs) like as as people which cast they're in (laughs) dude first off when you think of castle (laughs) here what do you think of one giant family of extreme power and wealth living in a huge place that's protected on all sides okay so does that in any way bring to mind a thousand unit apartment complex with no space uh (laughs) instead of surrounded by a moat it's surrounded by highways and shit and it's, it looks like a castle, but it's like prefab ca- uh, concrete with like steel roof. It does kind of look like it isn't quite finished, but maybe as it ages, like the, you know, the. I don't, I'm not going to give it any. I, I don't, I don't think know. we should, I don't think the place deserves. If you don't want to the benefit of the doubt No offense to the people living there. You know, it's a very royal decision you've made. Um, <laughs> but to the guy that invented that place, he like, you can tell is a fucked up guy who always wanted to have a castle because he has like an inferiority complex. <laughs> and and now he's built the shittiest fucking castle in the world, literally in the world. And people, there's a guy, blog, a, a woman, a, a girl blogging about it that lives there. And I don't know if it's kept going, but during COVID she started it and it was like, she just shared her horrible experiences from, from the Granville castle apartments. People, well, oh, the last blog. one I saw is people were just <laughs> straight up. To it parking their motorcycles like their crotch rockets in the indoor hallway it's like an indoor entrance kind of place so like their shoes would be out there and like their motorcycles leaning against the drywall right next to their door you gotta like sneak around the motorcycles what about that screams royal to you or majestic or castle-ish it's like a bunch of servants from the castle it's like it's like living in the servants quarters of the castle (laughs) do you know what i'm saying yeah i i don't know man it Say what you will about it, how it looks, all those things. The The hardest part for me is that there is nothing even remotely close to the size of it for probably 15 miles. It's out of context. It's a skyscraper. It's like 15 stories tall castle with like turrets and shit. And right next to it, there's like a place that sells chainsaws <laughs> and a breakfast restaurant. <laughs> Eggs a, Benedict. A muffler place. It's like, <laughs> why? why is this here? It's just, I don't even want to trash the guy because at least he made his dream happen, but he what did. a weird dream. He's, and I mean, 
holy shit, if you can build one of the biggest castles in the world. <laughs> Again, I don't believe it's a in castle. A, in a suburb next to a highway on a spot, spot that used to be a trailer park, <laughs> then you can probably do just about anything. You can, if, you, if you manage to get put your mind to that and actually get other people to buy into that, then God forbid, what could you do with a good idea? You know? What could you do with a <laughs> just the and the possibilities are endless. I think we talked about it all. It's six hours long. Yeah, we'll Thank wrap it up. I might even just cut it out right there where you're like, imagine what he could do with a good idea. <laughs> I can't even do your. Can you do it right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. That thing might be out of tune. Let's go. You aim your you aim your mic at the twelfth string on the twelfth fret. From that what you're supposed to from do? about a foot away. Yeah. That's where it was. That was basically where it was. Okay. I didn't know that there was a. a I learned that. I learned that. that from Hilton actually. You would know. I, I thought it would be better at the mouth, you know, or whatever you call right it, right out of the sound hole here. But I think it's because air comes out of there more, so this allows you to like get more of the tone and kind of allows you to get the finger noises too. Love that. It's good to know. Except you do it on here, you only have to put it down here. I like that. Chris Fun. Christopher Talon. Woohoo! Interviewing the wonderful Chris Chris Talons. <laughs> Changing it. We're gonna jam now, so. Alright, folks. Here's the extended cut of the theme song from A Talk in the Attic, hosted by Kirk Russ. This has been Creative Ops. Thank you for listening to a podcast for creative people by creative people. I hope it got your creative juices flowing. Now go listen to a talk in the edit. God damn it. Oh, wait, I can't I can't cuss like that, can I? We're going to have to cut this. It's a mess in this attic. lot going on, but there ain't no need to panic. Come on up and join. We're getting wild, getting manic. Spitting truth for all you fanatics. Uh, every week got something new to say. Ain't no filter. This shit coming straight from the brain. It's coming straight from the brain. Yeah, it's coming straight, coming straight from the brain. Mm. The dripping tomato is definitely something I hadn't considered. Yeah. I was just starting to get that when I was like, uh oh, I better find something. Could just pull that table up and use it like a plate.